Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for Friday, March 12th. Just missed Friday the 13th, uh, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? This is uh, my show. This is what I sound like. This is my voice. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is the birthday podcast, if you were curious. Uh, I was trying to decide, you know, it's always you go into the weekends, and I, I am very faithful to you, the fans. I will never say, you know what, we're just going to take off this weekend. We're not going to do a show. There's no breaks. There's no guest hosts. I'm not old enough for that yet. This is only our fourth year, okay? We're still still grinding our way to the top, which I think would be a good good autobiography for the guy who founded Starbucks. Um, so I was thinking, you know, and, and if I'm being perfectly honest, you know, usually my birthday podcasts are a big affair with a lot of fanfare, and I usually have a nice bottle of wine and maybe a Pepperidge Farm frozen cake. But I'll be honest, my stomach has just been not good this whole week. Um, and I, I feel okay right now, but I'm just not in the mood, even though it's, you know, it's Friday, 3.30 p.m. I'm not really in the mood to just, like, sip on some whiskey. And I, I don't know how to describe it. I'm kind of tired. Like, stomach is not perfect. Um... I don't know exactly what it was. I mean, I, I Monday was crazy. I felt so bloated all day, like more bloated than I've ever felt, which is just very strange for me. I don't. It's not usually a, a sensation um, I deal with. I went for a run. I ran a 10k on Monday, and I felt like a killer whale, just huge. And then the rest of the runs this week, Chicago has just been crazy windy. Um, and so the bloating was never quite as bad the rest of the week as it was Monday. But the, the bloating combined with just the wind smacking you around was really a, a dynamic duo, a, a wicked combo. My runs this week were tough. And I just felt kind of, you know, low energy. Uh, I don't know. The weather's been nice, and that's that's been a mood perker. P-E-R-K-E-R, Perker. But, uh, yeah, no, just one of those weeks. So hopefully things will pick up over the weekend. There's a lot of great college basketball to watch. And tomorrow in in Chicago is, you know, annually the biggest day of the year, the St. Patrick's Day celebration. Of course, there's, for the second straight year, no parade, no river dying. Um, and I, I, I will see what, you know, bars and stuff are going to look like tomorrow. I don't have any plans currently to, to go out and uh, explore. Uh, but, we'll, but we'll see, you know. It's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, I was thinking about, you know, do I want to save this podcast for when I'm feeling better? Because I really don't like coming to you all the fans, you know, when I'm feeling low energy, when I'm not feeling on top of my game. Because that's not, you know, that's not fun for me. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, tomorrow I might be out, you know, exploring St. Patty's Day stuff. Sunday might be with Rachel. And then it was like, well, do you save it for Monday or Tuesday? And then, well, of course, then you're pushing the limits of new episodes every week. I think we've, we've done a Monday show 
two or three times probably in the history of this show. Uh, but then I was like, well, Monday and Tuesday are full work days, and, and then that's just going to be tough to tough to get through. So I decided, in case you're wondering, Friday's a full work day too. But honestly, my the, just the way I, I load my my work usually I front I front load it um, both in terms of days and and weeks. So by the time I get to Friday afternoon, uh, I'm I'm pretty much Jay chilling. So, and I was working early this morning. Uh, Multiple three different mornings I started before 8 a.m. this week for China giving talks to those kiddos consulting earning my paycheck. Um, I, I thought I had this thought at the beginning of the show. Um, I kind of hesitated, not hesitated, but emphasized Quinn and Quinn David Furness. You know, off you know, like Ellen DeGeneres, she used to have her show. What was it just called? Ellen, and now she has the Ellen DeGeneres show, or vice versa. You know, oftentimes these big celebrities will have a couple different shows with their names in the title, right? The Cosby show before that, there was just, or after that, I don't, was there just Cosby? Is that how it worked? Newhart? There was Newhart and the Newhart show, the Bob Newhart show. So, in case you're wondering, hey, Maybe in 20 years after Quinn David Ferns presents the Bean Town podcast ends, maybe we'll just have Quinn. There's a, there's a, you know, for nothing else, the branding would be nice. We don't have to worry about all those characters in capital letters. We just have, boom, Quinn. Can you, you imagine that on the back of a t-shirt? I think that would be good. I think that, you know, it looked like, looked like you got a full roster. Uh, you know, maybe you order an athletic mesh jersey. For your intramural team, sponsored by Quinn. Hey, doesn't Michigan State now, in case you didn't hear this, Michigan State men's basketball is now sponsored by Rocket Mortgage, which is really the the beginning of the end here. Um, But it's part of their official name now. They are now the Michigan State Spartans men's basketball team presented by Rocket Mortgage, I think. And I, I I assume that when you know there you got there's you know the game on TV and you got the score at the bottom I assume it's still gonna say Mish State or MSU and not MSU and then in tiny little letters presented by Rocket Mortgage but maybe who knows I I am not a a, a soothsayer I can't I can't see the future um, which reminds me of Raven Simone which reminds me of Disney Channel you know what I learned yesterday and this is just like a really random fact that's not even really relevant to a show that I'm familiar with, but, uh, and I'll mention before I share this fun fact, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. It's my birthday. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a short show because again, my energy is just, uh, not high and, uh, at the Cubs game on, on TV and they're getting waxed by Milwaukee, which is just not good. So I'm just, you know, I, I wish I wish circumstances were different, but I didn't want to potentially save it for, you know, Monday or Tuesday night or something like that. In fact, I have plans both Monday and Tuesday night after work. Monday night is uh, a little uh, Zoom call with friends and family to celebrate. And then Tuesday night is, is uh, dinner reservations down in Lincoln Park with uh, Rachel. So... This we're we're squeezing it in, 
any way we know how. This here's the fact, um, and I don't remember this actor's name, so I apologize. But uh, you know, young Disney Channel fans, not even you know, well, people my age will will know. Um, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus' big break was a you know a Disney Channel show in the 2000s. And her, I think it's her brother on the show. Is his name Jackson? Something like that. Did you know that that actor was born in 1977? And I think I looked this up when the, you know, the pilot aired or something like that. He was like 28, something like that. The reason I stumbled upon this is because I was watching an episode of The Shield uh, where he plays this, you know, snot-nosed kid. And The Shield is from, you know, early 2000s. So maybe, you know, maybe this episode of The Shield probably came out I don't know, six or seven years before the Hannah Montana pilot aired, which is still crazy because they had this kid playing like a 12 year old in the show on the, you know, on the shield. And he at the time, you know, was, was a solid, like, I don't know, 23, 24, something like that. I don't, I don't remember this actor's name. You can go, go check him out, but you know, he's born in 77. So nowadays he's 44 years old, 40. Yeah. 44 this year. Which is crazy, and that's about that's about the, the 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 best insight that I have for you on the show today. You know, it it's been a year. Um, my birthday, March sixteenth, which is a Tuesday this year, is a Monday last year. It was the last day before, at least for our office, before we were all like officially sent home. But the crazy thing is, we had, you know, people people kind of forget COVID. 19 on the front end wasn't just at least at least in my sort of bubble and my sort of world here in Chicago it wasn't just like boom one day all of a sudden we go from zero to 60 there was a little bit of a of a gradient of easing into this and we you know we had gotten to the point where we were you know like one person per day in the office to try to socially distance you know you know back when we just thought this was going to be a couple weeks maybe a month something like that and so believe it or not and i probably mentioned this on the show last year but march 16th was a monday last year my birthday i was the only one who had to go into the office which is just very um if you've if you followed my birthdays for the last 26 years it's very just kind of um in line with with some of the birthdays I've had, um, but par- partially due to due to my fault and my hustling, and, and some of them not my fault. But um, it's been a year since that. That was the last day, not the last day I've been in the office. I've been in the office many times since then for a variety of reasons. But the last day when I was like, I can't even say required to be in the office, but before everything went to went to shit. If you're catching my vibe, and I think March 16th was also the day. Either the 16th or the 15th, the night before, when everything, like, got shut down. You couldn't, you know, do indoor dining anymore. You couldn't go to bars, that sort of thing, Um, which was just, uh, it's so normalized now, right? Um, And even as we're coming out of it, the back end, you know, now it's, you know, in most places you can do some form of indoor dining, go to a bar, etc. But it just is so the the idea of like just getting up right now if i wanted ending this podcast walking into a bar having a drink is so taboo 
at this stage in time. I can still do it if I want, but there's a whole lot of hurdles and hoops you got to jump through to make sure you're doing it the right way. And you just think back to a year ago and no one ever that that had never been a thing for people who were alive unless you were somehow 21 in the Spanish flu or 18 or whatever the drinking age was back then was who 1918 Spanish flu what's the deal with prohibition when did that start could you even go to a bar could they ban you from bars during the Spanish flu due to social distancing or had you already been banned due to prohibition hmm let's take a little dive into the history books okay prohibition which is what like the the 18th amendment something like that 19th is women's right to vote 21st repeals it is that how it goes we're going to wikipedia and oftentimes on my show, in particular a couple birthday shows in the past, I have read the back of the wine bottle for entertainment. Today we're reading the Wikipedia article on prohibition. Prohibition is the act or practice of forbidding something by law. More particularly, the term refers to the banning of the manufacture, storage, whether in barrels or in bottles, transportation, self. Okay, yada, yada, yada. We know it's alcohol. Let's go to the history section. Okay, 1918 to 1920 prohibition in Canada. Okay, what about what about America? Cuz I'm on America Wikipedia. 1920 to 1933. Okay. Was prohibition in the United States? Let me make sure I got my amendments right here. Um Where is it? I don't care about the Christian League. 18th Amendment in 1920. Okay, and then what repealed it? 21st Amendment. Look, your old man over here still got the goods mentally, even though I'm old and gray and turning 26. I'm on the I'm on the I'm in my late twenties. Where where does that where 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 does that cut off? Mid twenties to late twenties? For me, my early twenties was all kind of a blur just because I was, you know, in school and graduating early in grad school and year and hustling so hard that I just kind of very very um without a lot of fuss eased into my what i considered my mid 20s because i think this you know this is an age thing but it's also a feel thing and i think i was just so for better or for worse ahead of the game with life and development in some ways um and making money for with you know for a guy with a music degree and an education degree um that my mid 20s just kind of started when i was like 22 i think and so now it's been a long time as part of this so i'm i'm really i'm really feeling the the late 20s thing and i'm sure there are people out there who who understand what i'm saying there are other people who probably don't understand what i'm saying but you know because i i'm just like working hard starting to think about you know a family and and you know a dog and and weight on the line kids but you know starting to you know have those thoughts conversations because mid-20s i feel like is a lot more like you're you're out of college and you're still you know having fun drinking on a thursday night and you're working hard for sure but you're not necessarily like still crazy responsible or you know emphasizing saving all that much you're you're living your life you're in your mid 20s right i'm i'm 
three days shy of 26 here, and I'm all in on the savings game, getting ready for family. I don't drink on Thursdays. I don't drink that much in general. Um, and obviously the pandemic has, is a very strange kind of has had a very strange effect or impact on a lot of these things. But my main point here was in 1918, they couldn't have banned you or, or if you, if you were banned from the bars due to social distancing, it was a first time ban. Right. And so they didn't even, you know, 1920 was when prohibition happened. And so there, there wasn't really an overlap there. Okay. So check that one off for the history books. Um, uh, oh man, what are we 17 minutes in? How did that happen? I don't know. What have we been talking about for 15 minutes? Who knows the beloved DePaul blue demons men's basketball team, not currently sponsored, but Hey, if they want to do a sponsored by cuts by Q, I, I would pay, I don't know, a buck a game for that. And I mean, that's what, like. $25 a season. That's like the price of a ticket. I'll I'll do that to to get my name out there or you know if we want to take it next level cuz cuts by Q is only a sub website right now beantownpodcastcom Q. maybe we just go the DePaul Blue Demons men's basketball team sponsored by Quinn David Ferns presents the Beantown podcast. It's a it would be a lot for the merch, okay? And speaking of of merch and I, the, just the reason I mentioned Paul was they, they actually won their first game in the Big East tournament uh, two nights ago, and then they lost. They got shellacked by UConn, who doesn't even belong in this conference. They left once. They tried to come back in, stay out. They're really, they're really um, invading our personal bubble. Um, but I, this is, this is kind of weird to me. So a couple Wednesdays ago was the DePaul... Uh, annual day of giving. They call it Blue Demon Challenge, whatever. It was like Wednesday, February 26th or whatever. I don't know if the 26th of Wednesday, 26th of February was a Wednesday. Let's open the calendar and check it out. Nope, it was the 24th, I think, is when it was. Doesn't matter. Anyways, one of the challenges, and the thing with these university giving days is they have all these challenges and stuff set up and incentives, etc. And they always try to play it up like, ooh, we don't know if we're going to get there. And they always they always have the funds in their back pocket ready to throw it on top, you know, when things aren't looking so good. Because I, I swear, every year of this Blue Demon Challenge, and this isn't really a criticism, it's just what I've noticed, um, you know, having been a, a student at the school. And, and I'm sure this happens most other places, too. Um, and now being a full-time staff at the school. But, you'll, you know, it's a 24-hour challenge, and you'll be at, like, 10 p.m. And the goal this year was $3 million raised. And they, they get you get to, like, 10 p.m., and it's, like, we're at $1.9 And I go to bed thinking, like, okay, well, if this was, like, legit, if we were relying on actual organic donations from alums, people like me, and, and whatever – there's no way they get to three million. Obviously, someone at the you know C level is sitting on some cash that is you know has always been intended for this, or was only going to be thrown to this, or you know funneled from some other department. Maybe that's where my annual raise went because I didn't get one last year. Um, 
and I'm not probably not getting getting one this year because uh, because DePaul the DePaul men's DePaul Blue Demons men's basketball team sponsored by Quinn David Furnace presents a Beantown podcast because they won their first game in the Big East, Big East tournament. That means they had to stay an extra night in New York City, and those hotel rates, oof. And with social distancing, I'm sure they're not sharing rooms. There goes there goes my annual raise. If it if it didn't go to you know pushing us over the edge for three million, it went to the hotel rooms. Okay, in Midtown Manhattan. Um, my point here was that uh, my point here was that one of the challenges or incentives that you could unlock, etc., was the new athletic director Dwayne Peavy bringing back some old, uh, like, retro logo um, and, and, you know, slapping that on some merch, which is cool because I have never loved the uh, the current DePaul, just the, the – I mean, the Blue Demon in, in general is just, like, kind of strange, kind of out there. Um, but the, the, you know, the current logo is just not – like, it's so – like, it feels so produced – it's I don't know. You just compare it to like almost any other major college's logo, and it's just like doesn't belong. I, I can't really, I can't really even. I don't even know how to describe it. Just pull up the you know Google image search DePaul logo, and it, essentially what happened. What I'm getting at the point of this story because there is a point. Um, is that. They, you know, so they released this retro logo. They got a couple different, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, whatever. So I ordered the hoodie. And I paid I paid a pretty penny for it. This thing's like 40 bucks or something like that. I buy the hoodie online. It comes in. And this, you know, this was, you know, two or three weeks ago. And the hoodie, and you can find my tweet. If you go to at white buns and, you know, sort by media, it'll be, you know, just a couple tweets down there. The logo... You know, if you if you buy a hoodie, you expect two things, two important things, assuming there is some sort of text or logo of some kind, and it's not to say blank hoodie. You expect that the text or logo, let's just call it the image, is going to be centered, right? You know, you got your Microsoft Word, you can you can is left uh whatever the word is, not not indented, but margins to the left i don't know whatever or you can do it to the right which only crazy people do i think that's you know that's how you that's how you read like hebrew i think or you can do centered and you want a a hoodie that's centered or you want an image on your hoodie that's centered that's number one number two is probably i I think more um important and also something that we take for granted because it's just like what a competent hoodie should have you want it to be level Right? Imagine you're imagine you're a carpenter and you're putting in some two by fours and you pull it, you whip out your leveler. You're gonna want that little bubble of fluid or that air bubble rather to be right in the right in the middle of those three lines. Okay. That did was not the case with my hoodie. Not only was this logo of you know the, this awesome retro throwback logo not centered, but it was also tilted slightly as if you were making some sort of uh, micro, you know, or, or greetings workshop card for someone you really hated and intentionally tilted ever so slightly, a slight tilt. We're talking two, one and a half to two degrees tilt for my trigonometry fans out there will understand the reference. Um, you know, Sokotoa, Arctan. Arc sine, arc 
coasts, all that fun stuff, whatever that is. I don't know. Um, so, so we were both off centered slightly and not level. My point to this story was this, you know, was tweeted out three weeks ago, something like that. And just yesterday or last night, I'm trying to remember when it was. And I had, you know, I, I made one tweet about this. It got, you know, it got like 20 likes or something. It, it did pretty well for me. And someone from, I don't know if it was the athletic department or university marketing or bookstore or something reaches out to me and is like, hey, email me. Um, let's see how we can fix this. And now I'm in an email chain with like four people total. Um, and I don't, I don't have a, you know, end to the story or resolution or anything like that. TBD on, you know, what's going to happen. I don't, I didn't even, you know, it's not like I reached out and was like, Hey, can I get a refund or re, you know, replacement? Um, they've, they had hunted me based on my tweet. So I don't really know what, you know, cause it's not like I have, I'm not coming into this with a list of demands, do I even want anything? I don't know. I'm just kind of following up with them because they said follow up with us, and we'll see what happens. Um, if it, if the if their offer is literally just going to be like send us, you know, send it back, and we'll send you a replacement that's not effed up, I'm not even going to do that because to me, and I love my alma mater and I love my job, but to me, this hoodie and it being off centered and off balanced is just so emblematic of the just state of DePaul men's basketball, not currently sponsored by Quinn David Friends Presents the Beatdown Podcast, but potentially in the future. And I, I think, you know, I, I could set up an Outlook meeting because we're both staff with the athletic director. I'll check his schedule. I'm going to do that right after we right after we hop off. I'm going to check his schedule. I never thought to do that, probably because I don't, I don't want to fool around really here. Um, but we did, you know, what, two years ago, my brother Walt came on the podcast. We did write a letter um, to the athletic director, uh, what's his name, Jim Phillips of Northwestern, um, where I was not currently staff when I wrote that. I was I had already left my job at that point um, about becoming an assistant, dire- assistant men's basketball coach. I don't think I actually sent it in. Um, I just probably didn't have the balls to do it. But, yeah, that's, that's what happened uh, with my hoodie. And it's just I got it right next to me here. I'm not wearing it. We're not doing a live stream. I didn't even think to do a, a YouTube stream of this. Um, so apologies for anyone who wanted to uh, see me. I, I'm, I, I got my kind of FDR look going here. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch with my blanket covering my legs. Uh, my Archmere Academy blanket out there in Delaware. Right before you, right, right, you, you leave Wilmington, you're heading up the Delaware River towards Philly, uh, towards the airport there, and right before you cross the state line, it's like the last exit on uh, 95 there, I think, right, 95? You got uh, Archmere Academy, right right next to the, right next to the, the, uh, the tollway, uh, or not the tollway, 95 is not a, in some places it is. Between Boston and New York, it's a tollway, I think. Are there tolls elsewhere in 95? Probably. I haven't lived out on the East Coast for a couple years now. Um, I'm not going to do a full ad read from our sponsors here, but I do want to say thank you to, uh, Home Pride Oregon. And as a reminder to the listeners out there, anyone who lives out in Oregon, if you need your home inspected, go ahead and call Steve 541-410-0316 and he'll get you taken care of. Uh, he's also my dad and he does real good work. Uh, thank you to Cuts by Q and, uh, you know, 
We already talked about cuts by Q a little bit on the show today. $15 flat rate. I'll cut you here no matter what. Uh, perms, $2 extra. And also, you'll have to show me how to do one. And then uh, the Samson Q2U series, again, we were down to one. I really should hop on uh, the interweb and see about a replacement order. And, hey, I should go back to see when I bought, you know, this this uh, this now faulty one last time. Maybe there's a Samson lifetime warranty. Probably not. I think Samson was one of those companies where I, like, tried to go to their website one time and realized they, like, didn't have a website. And I don't know how that works. I think they do. I think I'm misremembering something. I think what I am um, – ooh, boy, the Milwaukee Brewers guy just hit that ball about 400 feet maybe. Literally, like, to the concession stand. I mean, they're playing spring training down in Mesa, Sloan Park, where the Cubs play. And, I, I mean, I hope – I hope they got a, you know, he yelled four, four, F-O-R-E, when he hit that ball. Because if you were, you know, standing in line waiting for your jumbo pretzel, and uh, God bless you if you can afford, you know, those prices these days. And, you know, if you weren't paying attention, that could have hit you right in the noggin. N-O-G-G-I-N apostrophe, noggin. No, you don't need an apostrophe. There's no, there's no implied g at the end of that word wow look at that thing go that oh okay <laughs> this i'm watching the this cubs game obviously and you go out to the concession stand and the uh right above the concession stand there's this big sign in in huge letters uh, right on the brick facade that says deck but the uh the e was behind a tree and it really looked like another word because I couldn't see part of the E. And I, I thought this guy just hit a bomb of a home run, 400 feet or something, to the concession stand with a sign above that said Dick. As if it was named after an alum or something or a wealthy donor to Sloan Park. Who knows? Um, I, I had something. I, I did have something before... Oh, I, I was going to say, so I think Samson had a website, but what didn't, I bought, you know, we had the whole MP3 saga last year, and last week's episode was all about spring training, and or um, spring cleaning, I got, sp- I got baseball on the mind, because I'm physically watching a game, spring training, um, as part of spring cleaning last week, we did throw out, finally, rest in peace there was no fanfare no no formal mass funeral services but the uh my original and i've talked about this many times many times on the show before but my original uh ipod nano i think it was fourth gen something like that is like the first big purchase i ever bought 150 bucks from target after a piano lesson with mrs armstrong finally bit the dust you know last april i think due to water damage on a run which was really silly because I put it in a plastic bag before I left, aware that there was some precipitation outside. So I'd had it in rice for about a year, and it didn't make it. So I finally tossed that out. The reason I'm talking about MP3 players is I think I bought an MP3 player from Amazon and you know, it, as one of the mini that I cycled through last year in this really upsetting saga. Um and that one, when I started to have issues, it didn't have a website. And it was just like, I Googled the brand and nothing comes up. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Like, did you guys just make 
a million faulty units, ship them to Amazon. All right, we're we're back. We it, it cut out, and you didn't miss anything because I caught it right away. Because I got eyes like a hawk, even though uh, I haven't been to a uh, boy, I haven't been to a what's their call? What what's their name? Optometrist. I don't think I've ever seen an ophthalmologist. Is that more like eye health and optometrist is like what you're seeing? I don't know. Someone could explain it to us. Email uh, uh, cut, uh, um, Beantown Podcast. That's a good one. I got a million burner emails. Beantown Podcast, Yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown being podcast at Yahoo.com. To let us know about optometry versus ophthalmology. Mm-hmm. O-P-T-H-A-M-O-L-O-G-Y. Ophthalmology. From the, the Greek for op- ophthalmal. <laughs> um, I haven't been to the optometrist in a long time. Uh, I, I'm not, this is like my joke, but it's also completely grounded in reality. My, the optometrist I always used to go to was in Oregon. And they were in a, you know, a Shopco. And that Shopco closed like three or four years ago. So... If you're asking me, hey, when's the last time you went? Before then. Okay. Um, this has been my birthday podcast, and I got to tell you, my, my stomach is still not in great shape. I haven't even, you know, had any stomach issues. I was feeling good this morning, and, and this afternoon it's just been less less fun. And it's not like, oh, boy, I got to go run to the toilet. I'm just, like, hanging out, very relaxed, very chill. Um. But it's just like a little bit of cramping, a little bit of bloating. I don't know why. I haven't eaten anything yet today. Um, just had some 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 coffee and uh, my normal routine, not not overloaded on coffee or anything. My point being, I apologize that the energy level for this year's birthday podcast was not as high as uh, you might have been hoping for. But uh, you know what? We're gonna have the opportunity, and I'll I'll share this. If you if you get the chance to listen before Monday night, we're gonna have a Zoom call. It's just on my personal my 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 Zoom personal room, and uh, if you don't have the link, go ahead and shoot me a message, email, Facebook, you know, however you want to get in contact with me. If you want to pop in, we have no real plans. It's just gonna be fast and loose, hanging out, and uh, you know, maybe everyone who comes can share their favorite memory of me. Okay, let's just say that. Uh, no, uh, it's. I think we we put it at eight eight o'clock Central Time. It's so tough with my family because we we go from West Coast to East Coast, um, just in the immediate family, which is which is tough. Um, so eight o'clock, I think, is 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 a good halfway point, if you will. And uh, that's you know, hopefully, I'll be feeling a little bit better by then. But otherwise, you know, it's it's a it's a Friday afternoon in you know Chicago in spring. So normally I would be like Friday fun day, like let's you know get some whiskey going and let's turn up some tunes. And hey, there's still a lot of good college basketball to play. But you know, DePaul's out. Wichita played earlier today, and thank God they won a nail biter because they did not play well enough to win. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have any you know irons in the fire or anything that you know they've got this Cubs game going, but they're getting waxed and it's spring training and it's just like okay, whatever. I guess the Illinois game I think is at like five o'clock something like that. So maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll settle in and, and have a brewski for that one. I I have 
I, I, I should run to the grocery store uh, right after I finish recording here and, and, you know, get some things sorted out. We'll, we'll be playing it by ear. Chris Bryant just always strikes out. Mm. Uh, um, wow, he, how did he go from MVP to just being, I hesitate to say trash because that's too harsh. But he is just so not clutch anymore. I don't know. They should have they should have traded him this offseason. I really think that because he is just going downhill. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Last thing I wanted to mention, and I'm literally mentioning this just because I Rachel's been in the burbs all week uh, with her parents, so I haven't you know seen her or had the chance to to chat with her too much. I had this crazy dream last night, so crazy, and I I have a lot of dreams, a lot of dreams lately. I think this last year of pandemic, um, I've dreamt more than at any other point, you know, as an adult. I don't know why. We could have some psychoanalysts and maybe the ophthalmologists get on that. But um, I had these two wild dreams that happened. I don't think I woke up in between them. I think they were just like separate things that I experienced. And I haven't had the chance to tell anyone else. So I figure let's speak it into the void that is you all the beanheads. And, you know, listener rates are, are down, obviously, uh, for our show in season four um, compared to, well, they're about, they're about level with season three. Season two was our glory days. Thousand hits for a couple episodes, 2,000 for one of them. Let me tell you this dream. I know we did the dream sequence episode like two months ago. We're not, I'm not, I'm not giving you any background music. And there's also no, like, this isn't for comedic effect. I just, it's in my notes app. And I just want to tell you, okay, because it was pretty wild. Um, so I'm just like walking down the street in some non-specific urban area. And all of a sudden, I find this old black lady. She is in a wheelchair, and she can't move herself. And somehow, you just know, I got I to gotta get her home, okay? I guess I'm kind of just a good Samaritan that way. So I start pushing this black lady to back to her apartment and it's she i you know she points as we're passing the storefront she's like i live in there i'm like man this is a storefront she's like no we're going in so we go in there's like this reception desk there's a book that says visitors must sign in but i'm like you know what i'm just going to pop in and pop out so i don't need to sign in and that's a very small detail that happened in the dream that did not come back into play at any point but i just wanted to let you know to be authentic then i didn't realize it because it probably was like inception. The building was shape-shifting. But I go in, and all of a sudden, you got to get in the elevator to go to the top floor of this building, which was apparently a high-rise. But then here's the craziest thing. You get to the top floor of this elevator. I'm still pushing this old lady around. You have to take this, like, escalator, the, the world's biggest escalator, and it's like open and exposed in the sky. You're going from the top level of this high rise all the way up, like almost into space. Imagine like like Halo or some video game where there's just like buildings or objects floating in the sky that are like, you know, monoliths. They're, they're, these things are gigantic. All the way, it, the escalator, you have to ride it all the way up. And don't ask me how we did that with her in the wheelchair because I don't recall. But it takes you 
to the bottom of this other high rise and then we had to get in the elevator and I don't remember how how you know high up we went there to get her you know back into her apartment that's kind of how the not well the, the dream didn't end there I dropped her off and then I think I had like some sort of you know spaceship of some kind or jetpack basically I got a like you know, bird's eye view as I was, you know, I was no longer on the street, but I was moving away from this gigantic complex, a very complicated and intricate architectural design. Again, you got a high rise, a gigantic, super long escalator going out the top of it, going up and away to the bottom floor of another high rise that's not connected to anything on the bottom. It's just floating, not not floating, but it's just there attached to the escalator and I guess support beams coming down all the way to the bottom, which, you know, had to have been miles and miles long. So if there are any of those like new age architecture students out there looking for a fun new design, I got, I got a good one for you. And then the second one is, is less interesting, I guess. And uh, a little bit more fun if you know uh, one of my neighbors so I, in case he's listening through the walls, I won't, I won't say any names, but he's, he's uh, pretty notorious around here. Anyways, I had some sort of job that involved traveling, and it might have been something to do with NASCAR, but I wasn't an actual NASCAR driver. I just recall watching a race like before this dream happened. It was sort of the, the prologue to the dream, which is strange because I haven't, I haven't watched a NASCAR race since you know October, something like that. I haven't seen any of them this year so far. And I was staying in this Airbnb or needing a place to stay for the night owned by, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but this Airbnb was owned by my neighbor and his ex-wife. But I get up to the Airbnb. You got to like take stairs to get up to it. You open the door and all of a sudden, you know, it was very cold outside. It is this, just imagine a room with two walls connected to each other so if you're imagining you know looking at this from above you got a square and the bottom and the right are walls but then the top and the left are just exposed to the elements it's very cold outside and this entire airbnb slash just one room is like slightly elevated up into the air it's like first floor but the the wall those walls are just there there are no walls it's just exposed and like this isn't a legit airbnb this is just a space and then there's a ladder to take you up to a second floor that has the exact same design, only it's a little bit smaller. And then there's a little ladder that takes you to the very top to a third floor or a third level that's the exact same thing, exposed on two sides, only it's just like enough for you to stand there and that's it. And I'm like looking out, you know, this Airbnb that, you know, you can obviously two sides of it are exposed to the elements and to, you know, the town. All across the landscape, there are these little, not little people, but just people. There's a lot of campfires, and they're just sitting out by their campfires, almost like a shanty town, but not with, like, you know, grungy homeless people, just, like, regular white middle-class American people just, like, sitting around their campfires, just, like, chatting. Just a bunch of little campfires. And uh, so I was getting ready to go talk to, you know, my my um, my neighbor and his ex-wife and be like, yo, I don't really want to pay for this Airbnb because it's exposed. It's very cold. Everything's covered in snow and there's no furniture or beds or anything in here and probably not running water. 
although I didn't confirm that in the dream. And that was the end of it. So I don't really know what to make of it. It just sort of happened. I don't feel like either one of those dreams had any any kind of deeper meaning. Um, and also neither one of those dreams had any like callback to previous memories or dreams, which was really strange. Because um, usually there's some sort of connection, you know, either location or person. I guess I guess the second dream had had like my neighbor's ex wife in it, but I've never met her. I'm just like aware of her. Anyways. What a what an end to the birthday episode. Some crazy dreams. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. I promised a shorter episode. We ran longer than I wanted to, but you know what? I've just been, I've been, what happened was this week I have not had any social interaction. I've just been in my APT working a lot. And this was just like the first chance I've, I've had to have a conversation outside of Twitter. Okay. And way too many Zoom calls and calls with Chinese folks. Anyways. That's what I had for you. This was a birthday podcast. Uh, Join us again on Zoom. If you want the link, shoot me a message. I'm pretty easy to get in contact with. All my uh, social media profiles are public and stuff. Um, But yeah, that's 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 what I had for you. So thanks everyone who uh, who made it this far, who tuned in as we hit 45 minutes. Um, You know, hopefully this will be the last uh, the last quarantine birthday we have. Um, The second of 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 two. But yeah, that's what I got. So we are going to cue up some music, and I'm going to hope my stomach gets a little bit better. I'm going to find something to eat eventually here, and uh, hopefully Wichita State and the Illinois Illini do very well this weekend, but we will find out. Thanks for tuning in to my birthday podcast, everyone. I appreciate your love and support over the years, and we have um, nothing confirmed yet. I need to get on it, but we have some interviews coming up um, with people who donated to the uh, the pledge drive. And this past week, we completed our donation to the United Way of Chicago for COVID nineteen relief, three hundred and six dollars. So thanks everyone who donated to that. We'll have interviews coming up with uh, my mom. And Matt Fiedler and Uncle Andy works for uh, Jack Links. And then I also have another interview that has nothing to do with the pledge drive that I'm trying to get on the books as well. So hopefully we'll have some of those coming up. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope that you are having a great day and have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay sane. And you know I'm going to check in on you next time. Bye. Bye.